Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to RealPod. Today's guest is the vibrant, intelligent, and insightful Sophie Flay. Sophie is an accomplished journalist who currently works as a reporter for ABC7 Los Angeles, covering stories of impact and influence throughout the greater Los Angeles cities. She also starred in popular Food Network show The Flaylist alongside her dad, Bobby, and she has appeared on The Rachel Ray Show. Sophie is not only incredibly hardworking and driven, but, and I learned this through sitting down with her, she is also also just an awesome human being and so very personable. Sophie shares so much with us today about her transition from college into the working world, why she loves being a journalist, the things that she learned about herself through her family and therapy, and also how Sophie handles that inner voice we all have that strives for perfection. I hope you enjoyed this candid conversation I had with Sophie. I felt like we clicked instantly. And not only do we learn about Sophie, but her and I just sort of talk about these common topics insecurities, and I think uh, conversations that so many of us experience. So I hope you guys can feel related to, um, informed, and maybe take something away from this episode. So let's get to it. And I hope you enjoy Sophie Flay. I was actually hyped because you have like a reporter voice. Oh, do I really? Well, just very smooth and articulate. Okay. Usually great on a podcast. (laughs) Oh, great. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. Welcome to your first one ever. (laughs) How do you feel? (laughs) Um, I'm a little nervous, but I kind of love our chemistry already. So I'm very excited. (laughs) I know. Like, are we on a date? Like what? Maybe. (laughs) Um, oh yeah. So do you usually wake up this early? Because it's for people listening. It's 6.59 in the morning. (laughs) Okay. So I, I do wake up this early. I wake up at six every morning. Um, I'm not a morning person. I'm really trying hard to train myself to be. Mm -hmm. I wake up at six. I turn the news on so that I can kind of get right into the news cycle, see what's happening that day. I turn on local news, ABC7, plug. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, I I try to start going through my emails around seven. I'm usually on the clock around eight. Obviously, that can change if there's breaking news or something happening in my area that happens earlier in the, the day, earlier. I mean, yeah, early in the morning, earlier in the night. Um, but yeah, I start my day at, at around six, six fifteen. I'm so inspired right now. <laughs> Literally, we, do you just, how do you do it? Then I'm not a morning person either. Okay, so I really wanted to be a morning workout person, and I tried that, and I literally hated it. Like I, it was like the worst thing that could have ever happened to me trying to work out in the morning. And I was like, you know what? This sucks. I'm not yeah. going to keep doing this. So I was like, if I'm going to try to train myself to be a morning person, I'm going to stay in bed, stay nice and cozy, and just turn the news on and try to I wake see. up a little so bit. So we're more. still in those oh, morning we're in bed. We're we're 
are so in bed until seven. That's funny. Yes. Oh, that's great. So you have a pretty cool, cool job for being a new journalist out of school. When did you realize you wanted to report? So I, when I, you, we both went to USC, yeah. journalism, Annenberg, Fight fighting on. And we have a lot of mutual friends. So many from, mutual friends. Uh, Greek life. Yeah. Did you like Greek life? I did like Greek life. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I, I liked um, having a group of girls that I could trust. That was really important oh, to me. Okay, and yeah, most people don't find that from Greek life. I was really fortunate, and I found that basically as soon as I got there. Oh, um, and so that was that was really important to me. Um, but what was your question? Sorry, well, I'm happy for you. Um, <laughs> my question was, when did you want to report? Oh, so I when I was a senior in high school, I did the morning news show that we had there that we only did like every Friday, mm-hmm. but I did it with my best my best guy friend and. And I was, I was like, I, I really like this. And I was trying to decide when I was applying to schools if I was going to apply to be an acting major or a journalism major because I knew I liked storytelling, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do in terms of that. And then as I was doing that show and I always liked writing, um, I was like, you know what, I feel like... And I was always really interested in, in the news cycle. I grew up watching morning news every morning with my mom. Like Even sometimes she would let me stay like a little bit later and drive me to school so I could watch something that I really wanted to watch on the you know Good Morning America or the Today Show, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really found it inspiring that I, what I, what I, when I got to USC and I was, I ended up applying to be a journalism major. Um, and when I got to USC, I realized how important the truth was. I went through, um, kind of like a public thing in, with, in my family that, um, that was really hard for us. And I, realized how important the truth was because our truth wasn't out there. Telling the truth and allowing other people to tell their truth is really, really important. And that kind of woke me up to, wow, the job of a journalist is so honorable. And even to be that middleman, to allow someone to tell their truth and get their truth out there, what an honor. And, and so that that has always reigned very important to me. And part of the reason why I, I really stuck with it because, you know, acting's fun. Being creative, being a creative is really fun, but I would much rather um, do what I do today, which is be a community journalist reporter for ABC7. And it's great that you listened to your heart and what was going to bring you purpose and you yeah. had a personal connection to. Yeah. Because a lot of people who are in high school and they're on that fence of do I do this and that, it, it maybe it's for the wrong reasons. Like, is this going to bring me that? Or am I going to be able to say I'm this? Yeah. Not, and they're not paying attention to what they have a personal connection to. Mm-hmm. And I think that will make you a more passionate journalist all around. Like even in a little story with a woman or a family yeah. in a small city, yeah. you'll want to do the best job you can do. Right. Definitely. So I know you mentioned me this briefly, but grades were always... Oh my god! On your radar. Oh my god! It, it As was, they are for many these days. Yeah, it was a. It was a. It's something I've struggled with my whole life. Um, Specifically, just grades, or is it like this thing of this notion of achieving? Definitely both. Um, I am still trying to prove to myself every day that I deserve to be where I am, and that really I think stems from grades. I remember being in the third grade and being in a group with people that weren't as fast of readers as another group that you like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in school, you, you start to pick up on, on some things as you get a little bit older, like, Oh, Hey, I'm, <laughs> I can totally tell that I'm in the group 
with people who are not fast readers. <laughs> and it and you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm still not a fast reader. Yeah. But it was discouraging. Like I would I would pick up on small things like that and I always needed extra help and I always went in for office hours whether it was in the second grade or a senior in college. Mm-hmm. I was never the person that just like got it, you Naturally. know, like not a natural test taker. Me either. I didn't get it naturally, but I also didn't go into office hours. So, <laughs> so listen, bummer. Listen, listen. Um, I, you know, I, because I wanted it. I wanted to prove that I deserved to be in these classes. In high school, I wanted to prove that I deserved to be in APs. Um, and it took a lot of work because I, I, I needed to prove, I guess I felt like I needed to prove to other people that I deserved to be in the room. And I still feel that way sometimes today. Um, but really, I, as I've gotten older, it's it's something that I'm just doing. I'm competing with myself. It's something I'm trying to prove to myself. It's not even the. I don't even need the other people half the time because when the, when I get the recognitions that I think I want, I'm like whatever. Like it's all. It's it should be about you. It should be you should be pr- proving it to yourself, not other people. Have you ever had a moment where you really truly felt good enough to be wherever you were? Like when you get your ABC7 job, is your immediate reaction, I deserve this? And then 10 minutes later, these anxious thoughts come? Yeah, I mean, that's that's tricky. I I worked really hard to get my job. I interned for eight months there. I turned down a job in Kentucky. Um, I took a risk because I had never interned in local news. And I was really interested in in trying it out because... I just hadn't had the experience. And, you know, my parents were kind of like taking an internship over a job. You just graduated. Yeah. Like, are you sure? And I was like, you know what? I feel like there's, I feel like I could have an opportunity here. And that was one of the times where I really believed in my skill set. Mm. And, which is interesting because it, it might seem like taking an internship over a job. Why would right. you do that? It seems like your whole high school, you would have been someone to take the job job right. just to say it. Right. Exactly. Oh, just, oh yeah. Just, just to post it like on Facebook or something, right? right? Like Facebook, hey girl, Instagram. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we 17? <laughs> Literally. I, what's wrong with me? Um, but it was weird. Like that was the first time I felt really confident in my skill set and was like, I think that I can make something out of this and I'm so happy to be where I am today and, and that I trusted myself, you know, like it can be hard when you graduate and you see all these people with jobs that you want or, or something you want something similar and you're like, why am I a loser? Why can't I get this job? I feel right. literally like a loser. And that's how I felt originally. I was so depressed when I graduated school. I just couldn't get the it's job that I wanted. It's a hard transition. Yeah, it, it is. I'm literally in the thick of it right now. And I actually went to dinner last night with one of my good friends just to like she's going through stuff. I'm going through stuff. I was like, let's just get some food, Italian yes. comfort. Pasta, and, baby. and yeah. And we just like talked and I just feel like so much change. Mm. And I don't know if you feel like maybe the, ch- like things are different, things are better for you now that you're more set in it. But like my friends are in different places. I'm not playing the sport that I always used to play. Mm. I'm just like not as happy as I thought I would maybe be. Really? You're yeah. not you're not there yet. Well, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent there. Like it's and it's weird. Like I have this, I'm always like, but I should be. And I look at like the things right. But actually what my friend said um was so great. She was just like, it's okay to be unhappy. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can just be okay with being unhappy Mm -hmm. because the more you wake up every single day, like despising the way you naturally want to feel, it's just going to make it worse. The sooner you can say, you know what? I'm unhappy for a little bit right now. And it makes sense. ABC is different. And maybe in a week 
um, I'll feel better. And right. I was like, damn, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. And so I woke is. up this morning like, this is okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, we're, we're so used to instant gratification yes. now. We're just trained that way um, that it makes sense. And to hit like a rock bottom, which by the way, you haven't hit, you would, you would know if it was, if it was worse, you're doing pretty well for yourself. I'll say Thank that. Thank you. I think I hit rock bottom before my come up, which was like okay. sophomore year of college. Well, hey, everyone's got a hit I was on. like, screw this rock bottom. I'm exposing <laughs> your ass to the world right now. And like the exposure just it went somewhere. Perfect. Yeah, it's true. No one talks about how, you know, it's okay to be Oh, sorry, that's my laundry machine. It's all good. I'm <laughs> glad that it, I have one that makes noise too. Okay. I'm like, mom, why do you have a laundry that sings to you? She's like, I, I think it's kind of cute. <laughs> that's so adorable. <laughs> um, but yeah, no one talks. No one. No one tells you when you graduate like how unhappy you're going to be. Um, yes. If you don't have a job set up, or even if you do have a job set up, you're like, oh my god, my life has totally changed. It went from being so structured and I basically knew what I was going to do every day for four years to now like. Anything yes. could happen. Well, so much freedom. Like, yeah. I mean, just the freedom most people have in college to just dictate their schedule and choose their classes yeah. and drop a class if they don't like it. And the people they hang out with, they get to choose. Whereas when you're working, it's like, you know, you get your colleagues or mm-hmm. you get your hours and you, you, you sign your contract. You can't just like jump ship. Right. <laughs> you can't just sleep through your 8am. Like yeah. that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's true. No one tells you that. And I was actually listening. My, my friend, Sophia Stallone, she just put out like a 20 questions and someone was like, how's life after college? And she was like, honestly, it's really hard. And yeah. I was like, yeah, no one talks about it. Like that's the first time I kind of heard someone be like, this was a hard transition and yes. it's okay. But I wish that was a regular conversation that we had. What has been like the hardest thing? Because I know it's like friends are all scattered across mm-hmm. the place. I'm yeah. actually working. I maybe look now. I'm saving money and I'm looking at how everything's working financially. Financially, definitely, it's it's um, it's something that I focus on and try to keep in mind constantly. Um, you know, saving is hard but important, mm-hmm. and navigating that whole decision of how you're going to save and what you're going to save has been really interesting. But, um, I think one of the hardest things is being alone, you know? I mean, I have a roommate and she's the best ever, but being alone is really hard for me. Um, and being okay with being alone. That like, just hit me to my core. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting very deep here. It's yeah, I mean, it's real pot. I mean, right. Um, we're like delirious, honestly. <laughs> we might be. We, we might be totally crazy. I know. Crazy. I'm you might have to delete this. I'm definitely <laughs> delirious and like I'm guiding this thing. So we're <laughs> headed to an iceberg. <laughs> um, but being alone is hard. And I've always been the type of person that like likes to go to dinner by themselves or like likes to spend, have a yes. long time. But to be alone all the time is a little scary, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so adapting to that. Because when you're, when you're at school, you live with, uh, what, 20,000 of your best friends. Like, right. that makes it easy to never be alone. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love to go to Campus Center and eat lunch by myself. It was like my favorite thing to just people watch yes. and watch people interact. And now I'm just, I don't crave alone time. I mean, especially I think in anyone's job, it's easy to feel alone because you were working on like your own projects with your name tied to them. Right. You don't have collaborations. Like I, 
I wish I crave like walking into like a classroom or like a right. project where like 10 people who are doing the same thing as me. Right. Like in school, you have people on the same assignments, the same papers, the same schedule. And then now everyone has different things. Right. And then it's also, we feel alone. It's harder to keep in contact with our friends because they yeah. also have crazy busy schedules that are different than ours. Maintaining relationships is really hard too. And you really find out who your, your people are. Oh, immediately. Yes. Immediately. You do. Definitely. And, and by the way, that's a good thing. Like, yeah. you know, you don't want to cut people out of your life, but to know who your like true friends are and who you really want to see and who really wants to see you is really important. It's an important part of the process. Yeah, I know. And that's been like hard for me. Just really? Be, yeah. Why? Just be, well, because I, <laughs> because the people don't really want to, not that they don't want to see me, but it's just like, I can't tell if it's this, uh, you know, oh, we're both so busy. It's going to happen eventually. Or if it's like, dude, I've literally asked you four times. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's been hard in the sense of I'm like, it's like, you don't, you don't want to be petty and be like, okay, I've asked you this many times. Like I'm not going to ask again, but then it's also like, it's so hard over text to, to gauge yeah. something. Um, I'm a big FaceTimer. Yeah. I love FaceTime too, <laughs> but it's also, it's also hard when you don't sometimes if in the middle of the day, like people can't pick up a FaceTime. Right. <laughs> They're yeah. at work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely. I mean, you realize like who does want to make the offer who yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Like I'm so excited. Well, and all of a lot of my best friends have moved away. So it's like this weekend I'll be in San Francisco hanging out with all of my really close friends. I'm like so excited for that. But then I'm sure leaving is going to be like, Tough. you feel double alone. Right. Um, would you ever move there? It just doesn't have what I need for the career I want to build. Mm -hmm. I mean, just for example, I'm in Los Angeles. Like I wanted to work with you. You live here, you know? So it's just a lot of the people I want to collaborate with yeah. or the things I want to do are just in Los Angeles. And I don't know. May I joke because my boyfriend's moving back across the country to to be here, and he we've done long distance forever. But a big reason is like I'm obviously here, but his friends are here and his family's over this way. Okay. And I was like, how funny would it be if like you moved here? And I was like, I actually want to go see him for him. <laughs> my he God, was like, that'd be so brutal. Yeah, he's like, oh, I come, we ball out. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> but are you guys gonna move in together? No. Okay. So that's actually a great topic. I'd love your uh, opinion on this. Okay. So my. I grew up in a family. It was just very traditional okay. in the sense of marital customs. My mom did not live with my dad until they were married. And my mom's rent was up like three months before the wedding. And like, she literally moved back home even wow. with the wedding three months away. Okay. And then my mom's mom, very religious, traditional. And she, same thing, didn't move until the wedding. And then her mom, what was an arranged marriage off the boat from Greece, like just, wow. and I don't know, I just grew up hearing this and I thought it was very sweet. I, I'm a hopeless romantic. Me too. Like, I have literally been dreaming of my freaking soulmate since I was like three. <laughs> okay. I like came out the womb, like on the hunt. <laughs> Thirsty. <laughs> yeah. No, literally. But like for love, not like some, no, of course. some stupid guy. <laughs> um, and so I don't know. I just have this idea of like, you get married and then our toothbrushes are finally in the same bathroom. Together. Oh my God. You are so cute. I don't know. Like that's just how I've imagined it. And then I, I've, but here's my thing. Like I was lucky enough to meet Max at a time where we basically got to experience like what it would be like to live together. Like it's college. I mean, right, you have true. sleepovers, you yeah. see each other a lot. So I knew what it was like 
to, I saw him live with his friends. Like I saw it. If I was meeting someone at 24 or 25 or whatever, I would probably want to live with them. I mean, just cause not that they're a stranger, but you don't, you don't go to school with them. You don't know all their friends. Really, you don't know their family really well. Like, are they a sociopath? I don't know. So in that scenario, I could see it being different. Yep. I got lucky that like the person I want to be with it, it aligned with what I wanted. Yeah. But obviously now that I'm, I'm currently living at home to save money, like fresh out of school, it's been, I don't know, six months. So mm-hmm. hopefully I'll move out soon, but it's like, I think it, Yeah. I'm going to move out and move in with a friend when my boyfriend lives okay. here. I don't know, you know? Yeah. So still figuring it out, but that's okay. just how I feel. What about you? Yeah. What about me? Like, what do you think about living with before the, the ring exchange? Oh, you know, I, <laughs> I come from a family of divorce, so we're not very traditional <laughs> yeah. in my household. You're like, that is stupid. Um, no, I mean, I think this is a really interesting time for dating. I think yes. it was Emma Watson who came out and said that she's self-partnered. Now, did you see that? Okay, yes. So, you I know, did see that. And obviously she is... I would be self-partnered if I was her. By the way, she's an amazing role model. And yeah. I... It, it's just... The dating right now is just very interesting to me. It's, it's like one of my favorite topics. I'm fascinated by dating Ooh. and love and relationships, especially for our generation right now because it's so... It's weird with the dating crazy. apps and the... Dating apps and the hookup DMs, culture and yes. DMing and... It is such a hookup culture. There's just not enough, like, boyfriend, girlfriend. That almost is like a freaking proposal <laughs> at this age, you know? Will I'm you like, be my girlfriend or boyfriend? I know. Maybe, yeah. Literally, it's like such a... I'm, I'm like, it's literally just words. I mean, you could you could end the words at any point. Do you... You were telling me this a little bit before, but you are um, single right now, but it's new. So yeah. It's, it's... Well, it's... You know, I've been single for about five-ish months, <clears throat> and I am... I love companionship. I'm obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. I like being in relationships and I'm in a place right now where I'm not looking to be in one, which, you know, I I won't pass up a good thing if it comes for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't want to knock a, knock a good thing, but yeah, I, I haven't been in a relationship. I've, I've always been in relationships and this is the first time, this is the longest time I've been I've not been in a relationship. So it's a little weird for me because I, I'm trying to figure myself out. I, so many people can relate to that. I mean, you're, you know, I'm sure someone listening is like me too. And yeah. Really single to yeah. It, it's, it's been a really, um, interesting journey for me because I've, you know, I have to being alone. I'm afraid of the dark. So always have been, <laughs> That's always okay. have been. That's something you have to know Still? about me. Yeah. So you see the lights on? Out here. Yeah. The lights were on out here. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh Not my in my room, but outside the lights are on. Um, so, and I think that comes with like, be, I'm afraid to be alone a little bit too. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and which is funny because I've always been, a, for me, I've always been like a very confident person, but always been afraid to be alone. So learning how to be alone with myself all day, every day, I also work from home, um, is scary. And <laughs> I'm, finally in a place now where I'm really happy being alone and just being with my thoughts and coming home and just like doing whatever I want or seeing whoever I want. Um, and so that's been a a great experience for me. Do you feel like because you come from a family who's experienced divorce that you are even more selective (laughs) in choosing people you want to spend time with? You know, I've always been I've always been selective. You know, I, when you, <laughs> the relationships I've been in, they've been like at least a year. Like 
you're you're in it. If you're with me, you're in it, baby. I mean, who I knows will what not happen, let you leave. Have you seen Wedding Crashers? Can I find you? Yeah, exactly, right? Um, no, I mean, I like I said, I like companionship. I like being with someone. I like to get to know someone um, and really build trust. Um, and so I, I'm definitely selective, but I but you know, like I'm also in this phase now where I'm going on dates with people. Mm-hmm. You know, which I've never I've never just like gone on dates with people. No right. one's ever asked me like on a real date. You're like, I fall deep into love. <laughs> I'm like, watch out. No. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because I'm not, I'm not feeling like the first person I go on a date with, I, I want to be in a relationship with, right. you know, it's like, I'm getting to know people. I'm experiencing like casual dating for the first mm-hmm. time, like just going to get a drink, just going to get dinner, like getting to know someone yeah. and then like not feeling like and also, we don't all live in the same area, so it's not like I could run into you. Like, right. I'm not seeing these people when I'm going yeah. to the grocery store. My ability to ghost you, be threatened <laughs> by it. <laughs> so it's been um, a cool period for me to really get comfortable with myself, get to know myself, and figure out what I really want, and, and, and work hard at work. Yeah. It's a good time to focus on your career, for sure. Absolutely. Do you believe in that saying or whatever it is that's like before you're you meet the person you're gonna be with before you're like 20 or something um I have heard that and my friend heard that recently she's like going through like her (laughs) list of whatever all the all the the men yeah Yeah. (laughs) she's like it can't be any of these (laughs) none of these people I think that's totally possible but I don't know I think also coming from a family with of coming from a, a family with divorce and divorced parents and that sort of thing I'm also skeptical of something like that mm-hmm. like I don't know like yeah who knows I yeah can, I can meet someone in like two years and, and be like, like I'm in love with you yes and like what you were saying it's just so different now I and mar- marriage is happening so much later and later and later in life right because I really do think I mean i don't believe we have like one I think I said soulmate before but we don't I don't think we have a soulmate okay like I do you believe we do uh, not necessarily yeah I mean I get along with a lot of people is yeah. what I'm realizing and I think uh, you know I feel like there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of different paths you can go down yeah there's definitely like I think four or five people in our life like if we met them at different times like we could probably make a life work with them <laughs> right um Right. Like, if I grew up in um, South Africa, like, I don't think I would have never found anyone because I was, like, supposed to find Max. But I do think when you do find, like, when you do... Sorry, Max. No, no, but, like, he agrees with me. When you... Because we talked about this before. But because when you do find... But but now that I'm with him, I don't... I'm so great. Like, I don't want... I can't imagine the other five. But also, as, like, a normal person, I do not believe like we all have one you're like oh my god there's millions of other people out there yeah they're just there are and it's just like the same way we love our best friends Mm -hmm. like I mean there are just personalities and people you're gonna connect with and so I also think too like this idealized prince charming and like this princess happy Mm -hmm. ever after isn't real and I think I really realized that I'll never forget this I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast I was um Crying. Yep, I'm crying. (laughs) This is just to set the scene. Yeah, just to set the scene. This is my sophomore year of school, and I'm playing, I'm a volleyball team at USC, and it was just like really stressful. And this is a lot. Like, I went through depression. A lot of people who follow me know that. And um, I had just started dating Max, and like, I thought he was an angel, and I still do. Mm -hmm. So when we started dating, I was like, this, like, I just knew, like, this is the guy for me. But I remember, like, a few months in, 
I was just crying about this and that. And I was like, and I was alone and I was like looking in the mirror and thinking, oh my God, like I have the guy, like the quote unquote guy. And I still feel this way. Uh. And it just made me realize like that's this idea that you meet someone and all your problems are gone and you're happy forever. Like that's not true. Right. I mean, you're going to have your own things you still need to work with. No one's going to complete you. No. You have to be the person that is going to do it for yourself. And so I remember that moment I was like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're the only person that can make yourself truly happy. And it's the same way I think in work too. Like you're the only one that's going to, you know, you can have amazing mentors and people that do want to help you. But at the end of the day, you're the only person that's really going to help you. So you have to put in the work to be where you want to be. Right. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, there's so many people out there. Of course you could, you could meet someone, meet so many different types of people that Mm -hmm. you could probably build a great life with. I mean, there's a lot of great people out there. Yeah. It's, it's something I definitely believe and my really close friends are like all single. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and there's people that of course I'm like, you would be great with these people. And like they don't like them, but we can see it, you know, that's right. You... Oh, setups are hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I have not set them up. Okay. Okay. I haven't, I'm almost like, so I'm like, no one's worthy. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, good mentality to have. Yeah. I'm, I have a question for you. Okay. I, what what allows you to be so vulnerable on this podcast? Because when I'm listening to you talk and, you know, I would be, obviously you probably, you probably had conversations with Max before you started this and whatnot, but like, I would be so nervous to like, just like freely talk about my boyfriend or anyone to like hurt their feelings or to have them take it the wrong way. Like what makes you be able to be so vulnerable on this podcast? Or in specific to like me talking about Max? No, just, just in, in general. In, yeah. In general. Well, First off, I would just say I was so affected by, like, quote-unquote fake content. Mm. I guess, like, as a freshman at USC, um, just seeing perfect images, perfect lifestyles, and, like, I really wanted to have that. And at that time, like, I didn't see or hear the things that made me feel validated in what I was going through. And so I, when I, I remember I just had this epiphany, like I deleted Instagram for like two months. I was like, this is so stupid. Mm. And cause I realized like I'm someone that I'm a USD volleyball player. I'm in Kappa. I'm, I have whatever. I got a, the guy, I got whatever. And I was still so unhappy. And mm. so I was like, I'm just not going to pretend anymore. So that really inspired me to stop caring. And I think when I first started to just really be me, I definitely it was weird. Like you can notice it on like my social medias. I went from like aesthetic to <laughs> no Real. aesthetic. Yeah. And of course, like I had less likes and less whatever, but then people started to actually like it. And I realized that I was actually being liked more for just being myself. So what that, a great feeling. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. that, but I would also rather like be myself and have people dislike me, but I, that's an aspect. I also just really believe like everybody has cried themselves to sleep everybody Mm -hmm. so I know that the things we've already been saying today people are like yes 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 that is me and that's sort of my goal with these conversations is having them centered around these topics that we all talk about with our best friends Mm -hmm. with our cut with our parents we oh here's that here's something too we connect with people about our shortcomings and our flaws right I it's really hard for people to connect with someone who's achieved great things I mean you can't connect like I just had on an Olympian 
few people could connect with her on this feeling of winning a silver medal, and, <laughs> right. you know, but right. thousands and thousands of people can connect with her on this feeling of being not good enough, which mm-hmm. is how she felt after she won silver. Mm. And so that's why, like, can I love imagine? those conversations. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then about the Max thing, I mean, I just feel really, <laughs> poor Max, I feel really confident in our, what we've talked about in our foundation that for me to say something, like, I know if he would be okay with me saying that yeah. and, and whatnot. If anything, he just thinks I'm like psycho. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's great to be able to have that freedom to do the podcast, this podcast, the way you want to do it without yeah. kind of like hesitating or, you know, worrying about maybe making someone upset or judging you or Right. Or and I've had people be like, oh, I want to come on the podcast. And I'm like, that's great. Like, what would you want to share? Right. And then that's when they're like, oh, no response, you know? Mm. Um, but you seem really open. You know, I, I can tell you're, you're thinking a little <laughs> bit about it, but you're still open. I mean, you've said some really vulnerable things. Um, yeah, you know, I've been to therapy, <laughs> so, um, I have definitely been, I've, I've constantly worked on myself. I've started going to therapy when I was in, in high school and I needed it for various things. Um, you know, friendships and relationships with parents and, you know, like you're like an annoying teenager and you feel like no one gets you or you feel trapped and, I was really lucky to have my dad kind of introduce me to therapy when I was younger because I was the type of person that was like, screw, screw this. Like, I don't yeah, need therapy. That's like, great to have a male figure introduce it, especially because you're great. looking to him for strength and yeah, protection. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, I think that when he kind of opened up to me about how he had, he was like open to going to therapy, I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess, I guess I'll try it. And I was so... <laughs> When I when I, I remember going the first time, I walked up there and I was like so mad. I was like, I'm not doing this. Like this is so dumb. Like what a waste of my time. And I came out sobbing, and I have never felt so, like the relief that I had just just like sobbing, you know, in like a good way and a bad way. Like right. you know, I was I was it's emotional. Real, all of these things you've been burying are coming out. Right, and and to be able to just talk to someone freely with no bias that knows nothing about me other than what I want her to know and what I told her and what she's managed to kind of pull out of me a little bit. Oh God, it was so, so freeing. And I'm such a big advocate for going to therapy, Mm -hmm. um, with anything, like whether it's a relationship, work, friendships, or just like you feel stuck and you need to talk to someone. Like, you know, sometimes I go through phases where I'm like, I can't focus on anything. And even I'm, I was a runner when I, when I was in high school growing up and I, I just recently got back into running and that was like going to be an outlet for me and it was great. But then, you know, I would go through phases where I wouldn't even like realize I was running basically because I was so stressed out about things. And I was like, you know what, this is a sign that I need to go back to therapy and go talk to someone for even like one session. Like Like it was a coping mechanism to just run. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then when I realized that it wasn't working, I was like, oh my God, I am totally out of whack. I need to go talk to someone. Can you remember one of like the biggest things you learned about yourself in therapy? Um, one of the big, you know, one relationship that I worked on in that therapy session, in one of my therapy sessions, um, helped me realize that it was about the, the the way that I had been, the way that I was being treated by that person that I had that I was like kind of talking about that I that I didn't like it was something that they were dealing with that they were just kind of projecting on me and mm-hmm. it wasn't my fault mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't the, the root cause. And to be able to take a step back and realize I can approach this relationship differently because I feel victimized, but I'm not really the, I'm not really the victim. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I'm the one that maybe is getting the brunt of it, but 
it's not because of me. It's because of something else that this person is dealing with. And if I take a step back and approach it that way, then I'm so much happier. Yes. Rather than feeling like you are the person that I'm the problem. Them this, yeah. You can identify they are actually hitting their emotions. They're going through something else. Right. And the way that the reason that I'm getting kind of, I'm getting a little bit targeted is because of something else that has to do with them that I wasn't even there for. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if like being able to take a step back and approach a relationship differently was the best thing that could have happened to me in a therapy session. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And then you leave like, oh, oh my God. God. They call you and you're like, hey, right. hey, right, right. oh, you're angry. Okay. Right, right. All of a sudden I feel like a genius. Meanwhile, I was my yeah. therapist. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I need to go back. I, I went, I went all the time during school because of just college and sports. And then I stopped going because I actually felt like I had a great similar. I had kind of like, oh, I got this. Right, right. The therapist was like, okay, see you in a few months. (laughs) Like shuts the door. (laughs) Um, And it was great. And then I get into the real world and I started to realize my mental health is like really not in a good spot. And Mm. I, I went back and I, but I had to go to a different person because I like, can't go back to college and get my free therapy. You know, <laughs> the perks are gone. Right. And I don't know. It was like, it was one of the not as great experiences that I've ever had because I felt like I talked the majority of the time. And like, I know I, it's hard for me to let things go. <laughs> and I also walked in like, I'm going to just tell you everything so that we can just start working on this. And right. the time's up. And I feel like all I've done is speak about everything that's causing me pain. And I don't really get answers. Mm. So I felt almost lower that next like whole week. Like I was even worse than before. Yeah. Just because I had, I actually, she helped me figure out one thing. I'll share this. It's fine. Um, what I, I real she helped me realize. So I mentioned before, a lot of my friends aren't here, so I don't have like a thriving social life. Like I have a big (laughs) work life. Like I'm traveling all the time. I do work, but I can't, like, I've never had a dinner with four girlfriends and we go out in, like, West Hollywood and, like, we're on the prowl. Like, oh, my God. I don't, wait, let's do that. Okay, oh. that would be great. Okay, I love that. Like, women supporting women yeah. people. Um, and so that had been something that was really different for me. I've always had a group. I've always felt liked. I've always felt accepted by friends socially. So when work first started, I wasn't, I didn't have that. And I didn't really notice. But other thing I was doing was, like, working all the time. Mm. Like, I, I would be, I wake up. At eight, eight's my time. I should move it to six, but no, eight's no. my time. And then I start working definitely by nine. And then I would work until like six and then I would take a break. Then I would come back and I would do another two hours of like editing a video or editing a podcast mm. or emailing. And I would just work all the time. And like, I was like so hyped. I'm working so hard. This is all going to pay off. I'm so driven. I'm so motivated. And then I, she helps me realize, you know, I am just doing all of this work to not have any time to sit and think about the fact that I don't have the social life I want to mm. have. And I was like, right. Damn. I was right. like, that is so true. But then I go home and I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to work because my bubble has been popped. And I realize <laughs> that I don't actually like, I'm not some amazing, like indestructible worker. You're a little burnt out. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh my God. But if I don't work, I'm just going to sit here and think about how I have nothing else mm. to do. So that, that week was just brutal because the work I, I was like, I'm working to cope. And if I don't work, I just have to think about how this social situation I'm in right now, like, isn't ideal. Yeah. So that was definitely hard for me. Um, but I think, like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, like it's okay to be unhappy. I think it's, it's okay right now. Like, I know I have those great friends just because we're not all in the same place is a bummer, but there are sacrifices. Like mm-hmm. I have to sacrifice to, to, to 
be in a different city and to, to go for a dream that like not a lot of your people can relate to. Um, and being unhappy allows you to count your blessings too. Like to take a step back and admit like I'm not the happiest <clears throat> I've ever been right now or mm-hmm. I'm depressed. You can take a step back and be like, but here are the amazing things I have in my yes. life right now. And I have a great job and I have a great boyfriend. Yes. Or, you know, anything. And you're like, okay, you know what? Like, life's not that bad. But if you think you're going to be happy all the time, then you're wasting your time to an extent. Yes. And I actually, I think you're brilliant just from our combo. And I think I want to hear your feedback on this topic. Okay. Have you heard of toxic positivity? I don't think so. Okay. So I heard it literally two days ago. And like you just said of, you just said it's, but you should identify like how you're really feeling. So there's this thing called toxic positivity and it's when people, it would be like delusional positivity. Mm -hmm. So if someone... Oh God. I, it's like, I don't even want to give an example because we're in such a world where everything's so PC. Like if I say like someone has, I don't know, I, I can't even say what take, I was going to Take a second. Take a second. Okay. Delusional positivity. So, which is toxic positivity. It would be like if someone's dog passes away and then your friend or someone was like, I'm so sorry, but Hey, we can go to the shelter tomorrow and we're going to get another dog. Mm. Like, or, but you're going to, you can get another dog. Like, or just um, where they, they're not acknowledging that like you need to mourn in it's some like a, capacity. It's like a band-aid. Yeah. It's like, imagine that cookie cutter housewife that they find, um, out that of infidelity or the, and they're like, Oh, it's okay. Like we're still going to take a Christmas card picture today because we've had it planned for three o'clock. Mm. Like just that, like that I refuse. Like it's just positivity. <laughs> yeah. And I think we are convinced based on social media that that is normal positive. Like it's not toxic positivity. We think we're supposed to have it. So I think I'm supposed to be happy all the time. We see these motivational speakers, these quotes, these videos, and it makes me think I should be happy, go lucky every single day. Right. And so when I'm not happy, go lucky every single day, I'm really distraught over why I'm not. Right. Because we don't see this ideal. Like I think happiness is also living with the sad emotions and the the hard times. Did any of that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I, you know, mourning anything is important. Um, people mourn in different ways, but you know, there, that's why there are like the stages of mourning and, and stages of grief and that sort of thing. Um, because taking those steps are important. You know, sometimes people, you know, if like a family member passes away or a friend passes away, they, they wait and they don't grieve until like maybe a month later or like, two weeks later, you know, like everyone does it differently, but it's important to allow yourself to be, um, not on, I mean, I don't want to say like you should be unhappy, but like, it's important to allow yourself to have time to kind of hit, like we said, like a rock bottom because motivation and, um, you know, being able to recognize the things you're grateful for and that sort of thing can only bring you back up. Um, so you have to like, and identifying the people who are toxically positive, like cheer up. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes those people are great to have around when you, you know, break up with a guy and you're just like, I don't want to think about him. And they're like, great, let's go find a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I would recommend that, but, but you know, you, sometimes you need people, you, you know, if, if those, if you have friends like that, you know, the best time to utilize their strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, but you know, I, toxic positivity, nothing but the word toxic is good. That's so true. Um, okay. Well, this has just been thrilling. I want to ask you another more, uh, I want to kind of get back to your career. I feel we've, okay. I've enjoyed our Delve though. Yeah, it's me a very too. natural conversation. Definitely. About Delve. Um, being on camera. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
pressure. I, as <laughs> I was a journalist at USC as well, I, I did a sports, SC sports scene. Yeah, I remember. I was a correspondent. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Because it was a hit. No, I'm kidding. I was in for like... <laughs> because you went viral. I was in for two minutes. Um, and I, no, but I do remember. And I struggled so hard to even get my segment done. And then I looked at like, uh, Lauren was one of our anchors at the time who had prepared 30 minutes of news content. I was like, oh my God, I can't even do a two minute segment. <laughs> Just coming from practice, I felt like my hair had to be good. I had to put on makeup. Like I had to look presentable. Have you felt pressure or has that been on your radar or do you just, yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah. You know, I think that, um, luckily we're moving in, um, a path of body positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not perfect. Obviously we still have so, so far to go, but you know, you'll see women on like GMA, who are more than happy to rock their natural hairstyle and they're doing it and everyone supports them. And that wasn't always necessarily a thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, We're seeing different types of people. We're seeing diversity um, across the board. Like I said, there's still, we still have ways to go, but we're definitely moving in a right direction, especially in terms of on-camera personalities, journalists, reporters, anchors, what have you. Um, But it's hard. I mean, being judge constantly but I also I'm a big believer in not that I not that I ever accept anyone being rude or trolling or I think you know everyone should approach these things with kindness and I think a lot of people behind their their screens forget that um even words can hurt you know and people want to hurt you but um Oh my god! I just lost where I was going. You were t- well, we were almost going to get into the trolling aspect, which I really yeah, but to I, as well. but oh, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of a big believer in the fact that like I chose to be a public person. Mm-hmm. If I thought I wasn't going to get any backlash or people that didn't like me, like well, then I'm delusional. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I I, I that chose comes to with be yeah, hundred percent, and I I chose that. You know, it's not like I was like oh, all of a sudden I get to be on. Oh, like I just fell into this on-camera position. Like, no, these, <laughs> these are kind of hard to get. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, they don't just come around. Um, so, <laughs> so I I chose that, and I knew going into it. And I I'm also grateful because I have a father who's been in the public eye for a long mm-hmm. time. My mom was in the public eye for a, a little while too. Um, you know, they they know trolls. They know they know that people are going to try to knock you down and not everyone's going to be your biggest fan, but I knew that going into it. Mm -hmm. So you have to have, you got to have thick skin. Yeah, definitely. So have you ever experienced trolling and the online hating comments in relation to your reporting? Yeah. Oh my God. I get, I get trolls every day. Really? (laughs) Messages in my inbox. Oh my God. It's, uh, you know. Saying what? Like, like, You know, there's a lot of, um, in my community right now, there's a lot of gentrification going on over, happening overnight and Mm -hmm. people are really upset about it. And, you know, and I get it because these are their homes and this is where, you know, you know, they see the places that they grew up in for, you know, 30, 40, 20, whatever years change and they see some of these small businesses move out and they're really upset about it. And because you are reporting maybe these... Mm -hmm. And because you're reporting these things, they attack you for it? It's not even that. It's like sometimes I'll like, like I'll post a story about like a new restaurant or something that I did. Like I, Monty's Good Burger, it's a vegan burger chain, really bomb. Um, But I post like a story about like their secret menu and, and, you know, I'll get trolls that'll be like, instead of posting about this, why don't you talk about the, the 60 people that were displaced from their homes because a developer came in and bought the space and now no one can live there. And those are the stories I'm looking to tell too. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's a lot of like, 
trolling because they want to um, they want to see you know like hard hitting tell the stories of our community, which are the stories that I'm also trying to tell, but you know, you have to do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's more so trolls in that sense and, and people who want to correct my knowledge of the story that I'm telling. Like there was a story that I did on this guy that created a text chain for the homeless. Cause it's a little known fact that a lot of homeless people actually have cell phones and the text chain will send them notifications in our area within like a three mile radius of where they can get hot showers and hot Mm -hmm. meals and, and where they can do free laundry um, and when I posted that story, I, were, I was getting a lot of trolls that were saying, like, that's not true. This is such a, like, a specific, like... Um, only some homeless only, people. Yeah, only, like, not the majority. And I had done a lot of research. And actually, there was a study that uh, USC did about how, like, 94% of homeless people in a, you know, a sampled sampled uh, group of people, 94% of homeless people had cell phones. And to... I, because I have anxiety about grades and proving that I deserve to be there, research and getting things right is very important to me. So when someone tells me that I didn't do my research, I'm like, oh my God, I could scream, right? So the way that I kind of battle that is, you know, like link, respond to me like, oh my God, like actually, you know what? According to the study, 94% of people have, homeless people have cell phones. How great is that? And then you you link the article, Mm -hmm. right? So dealing dealing with trolls in the sense of like, I just want to prove that that the the research that I'm doing, the studying that I'm doing, um, is is accurate, and the reports that I'm putting out or are true and um, very research based. But it can be really hard on your mental health if you oh work on something, put it out there, and then. <laughs> oh my god! Also, I'm young. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> my age definitely wants me to. It definitely makes me feel like. You know, sometimes, uh, do I deserve to be there? Like, is mm-hmm. someone worried that I'm not, like, worthy enough to be there right now? Because, mm-hmm. you know, this is my first job. But but I have an amazing support system, especially at work. So I'm, right. I'm really lucky. It's also, like, it's ABC7. They would not be... There's no, like... They would not be putting someone in the position you're in if they did not think you would do an amazing job. Well... I mean, that's yes. what someone could tell me at USC <laughs> on the volleyball team. And I would have been like, I don't know. I think I snuck out on this court. <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, I worked hard to be where I am. And I know that. Um, but yeah. Sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent no, about no, all these I, random tools. I, I know. I do appreciate that. And that's good. I haven't experienced too many. But yeah. also, you, in the same sense, but you're putting yourself out there publicly. You know publicly, who's been, like, not... low-key my idol recently? Oh, who? Speaking of idols, well, Kelly Clarkson. Oh. Because I think a lot of people hate, they hate on her, and they mm. say, like, she's too loud. Kelly's so obnoxious. She talks too much. Mm. She's not that funny. Like, people hate on Kelly. They hate on Kelly. And at first, I, I, I listened to it. Like, I wasn't, like, I didn't feel a certain way. I was mm. like, yeah, she's kind of, like, talks a lot, whatever. And then as I just saw her continue to just relentlessly be herself and because yeah, I love the voice, it. that's my happy place. Like she's, she, and she has talk show. She is loud. She is like quote unquote obnoxious. She is outgoing. She does make jokes. I'm like, what a badass that you have <laughs> like thousands of people telling you yeah. to be quiet and you're not this and that. And you just show up as your kind hearted, loving self every single day. And that's what you do. Like that has inspired me so much to mm. just be myself because we are happiest when we're our authentic selves. Oh my God. That's another reason why I'm so vulnerable is like, I am happiest when I know I'm like living my truth and that seeing that in someone who like I watched their show and they receive all this hate 
and they're just, they don't even acknowledge. I mean, and people in Hollywood are like, Kelly Clarkson is just as amazing behind the scenes. I'm like, what a queen. What a queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's crushing it. I'm, I feel like there's nothing she yeah. can't do now, you know? Yeah. So that's someone that I definitely look up to. Do you have someone that maybe validates you in like your insecurities? It's, it's a lot of, um, a lot of mentors that I've, I've gotten throughout the years. I mean, I've been really lucky to have, um, to have had some great internships. I interned at the Today Show. I interned for the Olympics twice. I went to wow. Rio and I went to Pyeongchang. And then I um, uh, I worked at Warner Brothers for a hot second because I wanted to know if I want... I was like, um, this is going to be my last chance to see if I want to be like in acting and TV, yes. that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Um, like scripted, not non-scripted. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have a ton of mentors that I really look up to that, you know, help me validate my writing and help me improve and that sort of thing. I'm trying to think about someone who's like a who's bigger that I, that I just, like someone who is like a Kelly Clarkson. Well, yeah, but Kelly, that's, it's not like I like have posters of her in my room. It's just like, of recent, you don't? Yeah. <laughs> of Weird. recent, I've been like, you're a badass. Yeah. Like I just puzzled the pieces together. Yeah. But similarly, like, I don't know, there's not someone in, there's not someone I look to, like I want to have their career. I feel like I'm trying to become something that I can't really, I can't even really understand. Yeah. So I don't know. I also get the idea of like not having an idol or an icon. Have you seen that Matthew McConaughey acceptance speech at the Golden Globes where he was like, I'm chasing myself? Yes. 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 That is oh, like God. the motto. And I yeah. think you even said that in the beginning, like you're competing with yourself. Yeah. Constantly. Well, Cardi B. Um, <laughs> Wait, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I, there are people that I'm uh, obsessed with that I... Are blanking like, on right now? Yeah. She's currently going to her... Follow, who she's following I'm literally looking to see That's who I follow on Instagram. That's, That's good that you know like your idols are in there, not... You know. Oh, for sure. And you know who's crushing it right now and is really living their true, authentic self? Wait, I want to guess. Okay. Give me Went more. to USC. Um, Sweetie? No. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love that. Wait, wait. I want to know. Wait, are they our age or older? Older. Um, shoot. Are they like an A-lister? Um, I would consider her an A-lister. Um... Okay, tell me. <laughs> Katie Austin. Oh, yeah. I love Katie. I think she's crushing it. Oh, you would consider her I, this I think me she's... Too. Well, of course. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Um, oh, I love her. She... I just think that she is so real on social media and in such a healthy and productive way. Um, and she's trying a little bit of everything. You know yes. what I mean? And I think that she is really just absolutely crushing it. I love and a great, Katie. And a great role She's model. She's been on the pod. Oh, has so, she? Yeah. Oh my God. You Shout out Katie. To, you should listen to her episode because it was so good. She was like my I love second. her. You guys, Katie Austin's amazing. Listen to her episode on Real Pod I and just, follow her I, Instagram. I scrolled by her and I but was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of her. Speaking <laughs> of Katie, literally I was on a trip a few days ago. I got to my hotel room and Katie and I really bond over like similar careers and I FaceTimed her and I was like, I feel so lonely. Like, this is so hard. And she was like, I'm in my hotel room too. And she was like eating food and she was like, I feel you. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just scrolled by her and I was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of her. She's doing such an amazing job. Um, oh, I can't wait to listen to her thing. Okay. Well, I can't find it, but well, this has been truly riveting. We're like hitting our time mark. Okay. So any last words, Sophie? You know, thanks for having me on here. I it's been such a fun conversation and you know, we really didn't know each other before no, this. This is the first time we've ever met. Literally, which is so funny. I believe in soulmates now. Yeah, right, right. Um, but I think you're doing an amazing job with this podcast Thank and I think it's, it's really important, especially thanks. in today's climate. So Thank you. And thanks for coming on and yeah. sharing a little bit about your work, yeah. some of the things you've been through and dealt with, and then also just 
allowing us to have a great conversation and talk about some things I think really resonate with people. I'm already thinking about like how I can advertise it. Literally like grades, like <laughs> trolls, <laughs> like relationships, boy, up here, like so many things. <laughs> yeah. Which I have none of, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's okay because we are strong independent women. Yes, we are. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Real Pod with Victoria Garrick. If you loved Sophie, make sure you follow her on Instagram. It's at ABC7Sophie so you can keep up with all the amazing and cool things she's doing. She's so awesome. She's going to be continue doing big things. So make sure you're following her and watching her journey and supporting her. Also, if you're interested in listening to the episode with Katie Austin, the mutual friend that Sophie and I were talking about, you can scroll all the way down. That was episode number two, and that's also a great listen. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in every Tuesday. I really appreciate it. Make sure that you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so that you can be the first to listen and you don't miss an episode. I'm so grateful for your support. Make sure you leave a review, give it five stars, and I will see you guys back here next Tuesday.